Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the book of Ecclesiastes. There is an appointed time for everything and a time for everything under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot the plant. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to be far from embraces. A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What advantage has the worker from his toil? I have considered the task that God has appointed for the sons of men to be busied about. He has made everything appropriate to its time, and has put the timeless into their hearts, without man's ever discovering from beginning to end the work which God has done. The word of the Lord. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, my mercy and my fortress, my stronghold, my deliverer, my shield in whom I trust. Lord, what is man that you notice him, the son of man that you take thought of him? Man is like a breath, his days like a passing shadow. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Once when Jesus was praying in solitude and the disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowd say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the ancient prophets has arisen. Then he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter said in reply, The Christ of God. He rebuked them and directed them not to tell this to anyone. He said, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. The Gospel of the Lord. Who was the first saint to receive the stigmata? The nail wounds of Christ's hands, feet, and side. It was St. Francis of Assisi in the early 13th century who was the first priest to receive the stigmata. St. Francis of Assisi was a deacon. The first priest was Francesco Forgione, named after St. Francis. He was born in 1902 in southern Italy and died today, September 23rd, 1968. Francesco entered the Capuchins at age 16 and was given the name Pius after Pope Pius V. He became known as Pio of Petrachina and now is affectionately known as Padre Pio. When he reported to his small monastery in southern Italy, San Giovanni Rotondo, there were only seven friars there. Quickly it was reduced to three as four had to join the armed forces to fight in World War I. Shortly afterwards, Pio had to join the army, working in the medical corps, which was a very sad experience. He was discharged in March of 1918 and returned to San Giovanni Rotundo to resume his duties. 
On July 27, 1918, Pio offered himself to God as a victim to end the war. A week later, he received the first wound of Christ. His side was pierced. Six weeks later, on September 20th, 1918, Christ appeared to him and gave him the stigmata, which would be visible the rest of his life. Pio was 31. Wouldn't it be neat to have the stigmata? To be so closely configured to Christ and his suffering that he would share his wounds with you? We are not so sure neat would be the proper adjective because it wouldn't be neat. It would be messy and it would hurt. They say Padre Pio's wounds exuded a pleasant fragrance like flowers or perfume. But his life was no bed of roses. Those wounds were painful and he prayed for them to go away. Not because he didn't want to suffer for Christ. He was made for that. No, he wanted to suffer privately. But Christ wanted the wounds to go public. And that got Padre Pio in trouble. He became popular because he said Mass reverently and became a most excellent confessor. People lined up for confession at the small Capuchin Monastery, San Giovanni Rotundo, where it is said Padre Pio could read people's souls. That is neat. Now, when one gets popular, a natural resentment arises. The Pharisees resented Christ. Fellow priests resented Padre Pio. So much so that they were able to get the Holy See to cancel Padre Pio in 1931. He could no longer say Mass publicly or do any public work. In 1933, after a huge public outcry, Pope Pius XI reversed the ban, stating that he had been misinformed. In 1939, on the eve of yet another world war, Pope Pius XII actually encouraged people to visit Padre Pio. So for the next 30 years, people from all over the world came to San Giovanni Rotundo. They stood in line all day long to go to confession and hear Padre Pio offer Mass. The future Pope John Paul II, who would later canonize Pio, he went there. On September 22nd, 1968, Padre Pio, very weak, said Holy Mass for the final time. He retired to his cell and summoned his superior to hear his confession. He breathed his last in the early morning of September 23rd. As he expired, his stigmata, the wounds he had bore for decades, disappeared. His body, now dead, was healed of all its wounds. That is neat.